0: This is the podcast by the Straits Times. Joseph Schooling underperforming at the World Swimming Championships in Gareth Bale, possibly off to China. Welcome to A Game of Two Halves, the Straits Times weekly sports podcast that is out every Tuesday. I'm Liu Lin and with me are my colleagues, assistant sports editor Lo Lin Fong and sports correspondent Suzali Abdul Aziz. Now Lin Fong, Joseph didn't exactly shine at the World Championships. Can you tell us what
1: happened? The key race for him was the 100 meter fly heats on Friday And he finished 24th, he was 8 in his heat, 52.93 And obviously didn't make the semi-final Which was a very big thing for him Because it was a race that he was training for And this um, pet event So obviously not a good meet for him at all
0: Were you surprised
1: by the time? Um, Yes, because he did 51.04, I think in Asian Games last year When he won the gold medal, still off his... Personal best which is still the fifty three nine clock at the Olympic Games. So fifty two point nine three is way way off for Joseph and as far as I know he wasn't injured or he wasn't ill. During interviews with the Straits Times he also said that he was surprised and not surprised with the time, largely also because of some of the big transitional changes that he's made in the last four months. You know, moving back from US to Singapore, changing cultures and the whole team and an environment here in Singapore. Are you confident that he can bounce
0: back in time for Tokyo?
1: I think one year is a really tough timeline for any athlete, especially with you know what his rivals are doing and he having to continue to adjust to what's happening in his training environment and the team. So it's really tough to say, but I think he's a very determined and very driven athlete. So Joseph has also delivered sometimes when people least expected him to mm. and he enjoys that kind of push and people doubting him. So, yeah, we really never know how he'll do next yeah, year. Yeah, I think,
2: I think we spoke about this uh, with Rohit last week also, about how Joseph Schooling tends to sometimes deliver when the odds are stacked against him or he's not really hitting the times he's expected to or he himself uh, expects to hit. But, you know, he tends to come up trumps in the end and, and Lim Fung said it's not easy to suddenly sort of pick yourself up and chop two or three seconds off your time in a year for Tokyo. But I think it would be a crazy to go completely against schooling and take this position that oh he definitely won't be able to do it but it certainly is going to be really tough, right?
0: Yeah, but Joe likes to be the hunter. I think he said that before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he likes to be the one to do the chasing and not the one being chased. So now that Dressel clearly is... the Caleb yeah. Dressel is the man of the moment, if you want to call him that. Perhaps Joe can swim more freely now. So do you think is it a case of not just Joseph perhaps underperforming, but his fellow
1: competitors improving at the same time? Yes, not only has Dressel gotten faster, just set a world record in the semifinals, which is 49 which Joseph said in 2017 that he wanted Michael Phelps' record, but Dressel beat him to it. And then not only do we have Dressel, we have a Hungarian 19-year-old Christoph Milak, set a world record in 200-meter fly, big contender in Tokyo next year. You had another Russian swimmer as well. So it's not only has the field gotten faster, it's expanded as well. So you have younger and hungrier athletes as well. But I think also Joseph might deliver the most interesting comeback story of 2024, you know. know, He's driven and he's already said that he always believes he's there with the best. He can put in these times. He can do a world record every gold medal time in Tokyo.
0: So you never know. Okay, so let me throw in something. Now he's based back in Singapore and, you know, his times are falling and all that. But to be fair, he hasn't hit 50.39 in three years, right? But do you think he should train overseas?
1: There have been many opinions, I think, from both camps. So, some say, you know, he should go back to US and recapture the kind of environment that gave us that gold medal in 2016, which was, you know, training and studying in the United States with University of Texas, which I asked Stefan Whitmer, our head coach, as well as Joseph himself, but Stefan said something which I thought was quite logical and also quite apt, I think, for the situation. He said, you know, athletes evolve their lives change and things are training and it all has to evolve with the athlete as well. You can't always be stuck in the same situation and try to recreate that particular thing over and over again. He calls it advice from internet coaches but he's quite yeah. determined that his plan is going to work for Joseph and I think they just need time to let him adapt to these changes because it's only been four months. you know, He needs more time to get used to it and ease into this new environment that he's in.
2: It seems to be if he decides to sort of just suddenly change tech and go back to the US, it does wreak a bit of a knee-jerk reaction and uh, a bit of a panic decision, like what Whitmer told Linfong, right, about the fact that the process takes time and, you know, he's already sort of committed himself to this plan and this arrangement and, you know, to suddenly let one bad performance at admittedly a huge World Championships derail all that, I think, might not be the best move for schooling. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Joseph also did say that he was, the the team was prepared for two scenarios with this big move in February, which was either everything would go well at World Champs or it wouldn't. So that's why he wasn't as surprised with the times or how he did in Wolves. I mean also a move back to US also mean taking say maybe another three or four months to get reused to that colonize to that yeah. situation and then you would have lost four months out of another twelve months since a very short time timeline that he has as well. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far,
0: do subscribe to our series A Game of Two Halves on Apple or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. And like us and give us a rating. Now back to Gareth Bale. Says, Is he off to China or is he not off to China?
2: I think it depends on which time of the day you're reading the news about the move. For a few hours on Monday, it looked like he was going to join Jiangsu Suning in China. Before that, the move was apparently off because Real Madrid wanted a fee. And then the latest we've heard, just before we record this podcast, is that Jiangsu have signed another foreign player. So that would likely mark the end of their pursuit of Bela. But I think this will he, won't he, unfortunately, is a very sad reflection of what Bale has become. I guess, you know, he's such a great player. He's, he's capable of delivering some fantastic moments as he has done in a Real Madrid jersey. And yet, he finds himself in such a, a weird, weird predicament. Honestly, nobody can really explain why.
0: Um, yeah, sorry. Let me take you to this predicament. Can yeah. you tell us how it came about?
2: Well, basically, I mean, he hasn't had the best of times in general over the last four or five seasons at Real Madrid. That was put primarily... Pandit said this is down to the fact that there was a certain Cristiano Ronaldo hogging the limelight, you know, and I'm and, um, not liking the fact that there's a player that is almost equally as talented as him alongside him in the Real Madrid team. But, you know, Ronaldo has left and somehow Bale has not been able to sort of establish himself as the man uh, in his absence. And, and I think the clearest indication of a breakdown in his relationship with the club was when Zinedine Zidane clearly stated at a press conference, that, in several press conferences in fact now, that he didn't want Bale anymore at the club because he had no plans for him. Which is astounding to say considering Real Madrid just lost 7-2 in a, a preseason game and you know, Bale obviously has the kind of quality that you would need to improve a team but I mean I can understand from a, a coach's perspective as well. Sometimes mm. you just, no matter how good a player is, you don't see that player fitting into how you want the team to play. So but you know the problem here is Bale is on massive wages not a lot of teams can afford him so sort of the same problem Alexis Sanchez has at Manchester United and there's a lack of suitors who can take him away from Real Madrid so
0: but was it just a problem with Zinedine Zidane because i also read somewhere that i think some of his teammates called him the golfer well and there was some <laughs> there was some talk that he didn't really assimilate he continued to speak english Mm-mm. didn't speak spanish very much yeah and that sort of set him apart from the rest of the team. Any of this uh, possibly a factor?
2: I don't have insider sources in Spain, but you mentioned golfing and speaking English. I saw um, he did an appearance with this popular YouTube duo called F2 Freestyle Footballers. Basically, they're a duo that does sort of trick shots and uh, skills and stuff like that. And they invite professional footballers, uh, big name footballers, and one of them was Bale. And Bale said, you know, he was happy to finally be speaking with people who, who understand English. And he was injured, so he couldn't really participate in the skills. And he also spoke about, you know, playing golf. And one of the YouTube commenters said, "Oh, golf talking about speaking English and being injured, this is the most Gareth Bale video ever. So, you know, basically, unfortunately, that seems to encapsulate mm-hmm. his time at Real Madrid. Although, you know, I prefer to remember the amazing goals he scored against Liverpool in the Champions League final and that amazing run against Barcelona. A few years ago, where he basically just pushed the ball past the defender, ran around him outside the field, and still got to the ball ahead of the defender. You know, those are the kind of moments Bale is capable of on the pitch, and, and I think you know it's a really it's a really sad situation he finds himself in. You know, whichever way you you know you support the club or you support the player or, or you, you think he's a mercenary, I think it's just disappointing for a player of his ability to be in this kind of situation.
0: Okay, so basically unwanted, a little bit unloved, mm-hmm. yep. and if he cannot go to China. What is the likely scenario for him? Is he just going to sit on the bench at Real Madrid or do you think Real will try and offload him to another club?
2: Well, I think so, you know. I think it seems like the only option now is... I mean, there have have been a lot of other options sort of bandied about, like, you know, a return to Spurs. Judging by comments on Spurs' Twitter every time they have a Twitter post, a lot of their supporters would love to have Gabriel back in the team, even if it is just on loan. That's a possibility. That's a real possibility of him going out on loan, whether to Spurs or to another team is a possibility. At one point, it looked like he would be the marquee signing for Manchester United early on in the transfer window. Talk of that has died down. But yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, there are not many teams in world football that can afford his salaries, which would be sort of close to at least around 400 000 to 500,000 pounds a week. He was a, reportedly offered a million pounds a week by Jiangsu, but the club were not willing to pay a transfer fee to Real Madrid which you know, turned out to be apparently the sticking point for Real. So there are very few clubs who would be able to shell out the kind of money to sign him and pay him. So most likely I would say he's either just going to rot on the bench, maybe try to work his way back into the team or he'll find a loan move away from the club temporarily. If you were
0: bail, what would you do? Would you cut your wages and just to play or would you rather sit on the bench and earn lots of money?
2: easy for me to say because I'm never going to be as good as Bale but I would go to a club that I know wants me for example Spurs like I said you played some of your best football there you know the fans love you you're back in a country where you can speak English and play golf like you've always wanted and your profile will possibly be even raised by the fact that you'll be playing in the Premier League and Champions League again so yeah for me I would if Spurs are open to a loan deal or even a a, a deal to sign me on lower wages I would Bite their hands off.
0: Yeah. Okay. And on that note, that's the final whistle bringing to a close a game of two halves. Thank you for listening to us.
1: That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast podcastsbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.